very generalist when it comes to founder roles, right? Uh, you're always problem solving. You're always seeing, you know, if people management and problem solving are the two major segments, I would say. And I think this is my advice to anybody, like go for speed before, you know, getting the perfect product out. Because in startups, it's all about going above and beyond, right? Let's be honest about that. We can't have people who just simply consider that, okay, these are my tasks in my Jira sheet and I just need to tick them off. So welcome all. Today we have a very special guest with us. Now, women entrepreneurs are a rare breed in India. But today we have Ankita with us today. Ankita is in, just a little bit about her. Ankita is an IIT Kanpur alumnus and has worked at Schlumberger earlier before starting up her own venture. Now, this was way back, seven, eight years back almost, when startups were definitely not a buzzword. So Ankita, today you are currently heading product at your own company, Dustnet. So uh, the right. name definitely catchy, uh, especially given the, uh, the whole horde of companies uh, doing 10-minute deliveries today. So what does Dustnet do? Right. Of course, it's, it's become a catchword, right? Everybody wants 10 minutes delivery. So it has come to a rise and come to a fall also as of now. So I'll tell you the story about Dustman. So actually, we started four years back. Uh, we are a startup based out of Bangalore. And we are into omni-channel amenities for gated communities. So it's a very niche market where we are catering to grocery and the value-added services of the residents in a very unique manner, uh, because we're using our proximity as an advantage, the data and the relationships that we have with those communities. Mm, got it. So 2014-15 was when you got started, right? Uh, and right. back then starting up, uh, yeah, back then starting was a major, major move. We didn't have short time back then. No one, no one fully understood startups. So what got you to okay. put your uh, amazing career at Lama earlier and then start up on your own? Can you tell us uh, briefly about your journey, about your background uh, and the last few years? Yeah. Right, of course. Interesting because now that I think of it, you know, it was a time where there was not much thought as of now put into it, right? If I were to do this right now, I will think of multiple variables. But at that time of time, I think it was a leap of faith. So I was doing well, very excited in that career of uh, being a wildlife field engineer. But then a friend of mine, a colleague from IIT Kanpur, proposed me the idea of Kapoor. And it sounded very exciting. I always wanted to do something more, something more challenging, right? And that got us starting way back in 2014 end and 2015. It's a very exciting journey because at that point of time, uh, it was a bubble also, right? A lot of startups mm. came into, like nearly everyone was getting seed funding, everyone was getting angel funding. So it was that time in the Indian entrepreneurial scenario overall mm. so uh, back then what we did was we started a venture into home services conceptually very similar to uh, urban company if you are to guess what we used to do but we took a very different route of b2b so you can and, think of any kind of and, hospitality startups yes and this was gapoon right this is gapoon that you're talking right. about correct mm. correct so we used to serve uh, all the hospitality anyone who was co-living, all the big names used to serve them. But what we soon realized that, you know, uh, B2B was doing well, but it hit a ceiling. And B2C, the unit economics was not making sense. We could not see the company becoming more sustainable in the long run. And that's when we came to know about the model existing, the earlier model of Dustmanit, which was into community. And we realized a very interesting question that, you know, these are the people who have access 
to all the residents and it's a very niche market right all of these gated communities and this is the market that is supposed to grow in terms of real estate every uh, given the population of india and how the development is happening the sector is supposed to grow vertically only and these are well paid well educated so a good target consumer base and you know just uh, the model like this provided us captive audience and we just set sail from there so a lot of lot of companies uh, in the recent past have been looking to get into uh, the households of such audience beat cred right. beat debto and beat dasnet right uh, but right. Uh, you come from a very very unconventional product understanding uh, so yeah. and today you are heading product at uh, ncpo at dasnet what does it entail what does it take to get into uh, product for our audience please sure so i think product is a very broad it's more of a business strategy role right if you consider what people generally think of sometimes it's a misconception that people think product is just you know developing an app and you know working with a tech team to say you know this is what the features are that is product but it entails much more than that so you can say that you know what are the business strategies what products actually does your company can have right so as me heading a company this is the decisions that i have to take do my customers actually require a subscription product and if i suppose i launch that product then how does my every function of the department performs how my operation delivers that product to the customer right how do we collect the feedback what are the metrics to as to consider if this is a successful product or not so everything from strategizing to uh, to customer survey to developing the tech product to you know final surveys everything comes in the whole timeline when when it comes to defining a product role yeah i agree i agree i think it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, so a lot of people still uh, think of product as working with a fancy tech team in a fancy office right. uh, but right. i i totally agree with the fact that you said that a product is a lot more about uh, customers about building businesses and building uh, something for your customers right Uh, right. Interesting that you pointed out. But on that note, uh, I also want to uh, our audience to have a peep into your daily life. What does what are walk us through the basic responsibilities of a of a CPO uh, or of a founder uh, at a at a company like this? <laughs> right. So I'll tell you for the stage wise. Right. We are we're not a zero to one company anymore. Like it has grown to a scale. but still we are the kind of founders that are into the departments. We started the departments from scratch. so i take care of all the digital side of the business right so whether it is working with the tech team to look at the tech side of the product or working at the store teams to work at the our internal products which are the basis of a company through which you know all the billings inventory everything gets managed to also the customer side when you know if somebody is ordering from the app the whole delivery experience also is something that is overseen by me so i take care of all these various sub departments within the company and of course as a founder there are much more roles more like a fire extinguisher you know most of the times so those are the things that entail right but it's you know it's very generalist when it comes to founder roles right uh, you're always problem solving you're always seeing you know if people management and problem solving are the two major segments i would say yes definitely founders are generalists founders are firefighters that's what founders right. do all day or night right but i think uh, you i interesting that you mentioned that uh, uh, you as are building along the lines of how your customers will be able to order through apps right say, say example for example 
So you also has an app-based delivery mechanism. So it also have right. has an app-based delivery mechanism. I think from my own personal journey also that there is there are, what I've seen is that there is one pressing question when you're starting anything when you're starting to build right. anything, which is whether to build an app or whether to build an web or web app. For example, right. whether to uh, get these uh, orders through Chrome-based website or right. whether to build an app altogether for the Google Play Store. Uh, what right. are the trade-offs? What made you choose an app over, say, just a simple right. website-based? Uh, yeah. In fact, not just that. I think any kind of digital medium, like you are based on out of WhatsApp, right? So that is also a very valid thing. Can you operate out of WhatsApp? There are multiple factors, right? The answer is not black and white. So I would say first you have to define, you know, who is this product for, right? Is it an internal product or it's an external product? If it's an internal product, I think the market already has a lot of options, right? We have to tackle the speed, right? That's the number one thing in startup. Second thing is, of course, you have to manage the cost growing up, right? You can't afford to, you know, have the big fancy team of all the layers because when you have the app in Play Store, then you have to have all the sort of teams. You have to have proper QA, you have to have proper DevOps, and you end up building a very big team, right? So if you are an internal product, external product, that I would say is one of the options where you can, you know, think about whether there are any third-party options available or not. Or suppose if it's a customer product, let's come to the second side of the equation. Then you have to see that, you know, what is the frequency of the usage? I believe it's a complete waste if your customers are using your product on just like once a quarter or so, right? Like because it in the start, because it does not give you that kind of repeatability. So you, at that point of time, you can bargain between what is the actual usage versus what could give me the fast speed at the lowest cost possible to launch. So I'll give you like, apart from rendering the words, I'll tell you what exactly what made us to uh, take that decision is that we noticed that when we were operating offline, plus, you know, we started digital orders, we realized that the customers are interacting highly with us. The repeat percentage was as good as 75, almost 100% of the customers were interacting and they were ordering from us every single day or every alternate day, right? With that high frequency, the customer experience has to be mind-blowing. So we could not limit ourselves to other things. Web, web app, you know, has a lot of limitations when it comes to the final product, right? WhatsApp would not have given them that kind of visibility as a sole product. It's a good add-on product for us. So that made us go with the app route. And also the product is sort of unique, right? There are a lot of ready-made app options also available for you to launch, or there are like Shopify extension and those kind of things that are available, right? We could have gone through that, but because it's a community specific model, we wanted those specific features. Plus it's a, a it's also value-added services support from Gotray, right? So that made us take the decision of launching app in-house, but we always did everything in steps. We, we never rushed that, you know, let's have the perfect product out and then we would start the execution. And I think this is my advice to anybody, like go for speed before, you know, getting the perfect product out. Chip speed, you mentioned uh, customer experience. And also I think the journey remains same for almost everyone. Right. Uh, but yes. the decision has to be made uh, on, an, on an ad hoc basis for every company. The decision differs based on their own uh, customer experience based on their own relationship with their customers. Right. Uh, and definitely, I think uh, ultimately it boils down to customer experience, right? Yeah, yeah uh, true. Yep. So uh, since we're on the topic of 
uh, a product and uh, uh, building products, right? And technology that goes behind products. What I want to understand uh, is uh, talk a little bit about uh, the people that go go behind building a product. How do you hire people? How do you what do you look for? What are the various skill sets that you're looking for? What are the kind of what is the kind of experience that you're looking for? What are the kind of uh, what is the kind of thinking thought process that you're looking at when you're hiring someone, especially at a young startup? Right. So hiring is definitely one of the top challenges when it comes to young startups. Right. It's it's a fair game, right? That it's all about branding. The more your startup is famed, the more better people that you receive. But ultimately, you know, one thumb rule that we follow is that they should be in alignment with what we are trying to do, right? The product should excite them because in startups, it's all about going above and beyond, right? Let's be honest about that. We can't have people who just simply consider that, okay, these are my tasks in my Jira sheet and I just need to take them off, right? That won't work. So people, you will always find people in the same mentality who are excited about the kind of product that are built, that you are building. And then they should be, they should be having that flexibility, right? For us, like having a small team, we always worked with a couple of outsourced people, a couple of interns here and there, right? And my team was always very, very supportive in seeing that, you know, what pace needs to go on at this point of time. So understanding that is very important. And of course, uh, initially, you I would say hire a person who is a team lead first, right? Do not hire just the freshers because definitely there's a lot of guidance that is needed in tech and product, right? So if you are handling yourself as a founder, great, great and well, right? That's why we never developed a bigger uh, product team here at Dust Minute. But for tech, I would always say that, you know, have the person who understands so that that person acts as a guide and a mentor to other freshers. And then uh, job could be done by freshers, interns and other people on an ad hoc basis as well. Having a lean team and having it flexible, that's the key, I believe, right? Right, right, right. Cool. And you know, so one last question, I think, uh, and the customary question actually comes from an IIT background. I think a lot of people uh, have jumped into startups in, over the last few years, and they all a lot of a lot a large part of them come from IIT IIM background, something some mm. with some pedigree or the other. How much do you think pedigree makes a difference in general in startups, or even if when you're hiring for your core team or your senior team management? Uh, how much of a pedigree makes a difference? Apart from the contrary belief, I think not a lot, right? Like what what a IIT background has given me is access to a network, right? And that just gives you foot to the door. But what I would say, Pratish, is the startup culture and the investors has changed so much in the past 10 years that no investor is non-accessible to you anymore, right? They are present. They're very active on Twitter. They're very active on LinkedIn. I have never have any one person who has not responded there, right? So that the clique advantage of network, I think it's very limited because it just gets your foot. And now you can do that through social media. And after that, it's all up to you, right? Also in terms of hiring, I personally have always looked for the experience and, and the kind of work that person has done in the past over the pedigree, right? So there, there could be advantage that I could be linked with the people, but you know, experience and what you have done in the past matters more. And I think that would be the advice to all the freshers do that work because we are getting such high quality people. I can't tell you, right? Uh, even the third year interns are producing great quality work. 
so when these people grow into new companies and you know especially people who are training like with companies like function up and spending so much time there's a great talent source so you have to be dependent more on that rather than on the pedigree so personally i have never biased my decision whether you know based on the college always gotten good people yeah i think ultimately it boils down to individuals right and how much effort how much grit did they, do they have themselves and and the kind of and the kind of uh, what they bring on the table right uh, right. the kind of uh, the kind of energy that they bring on the table the kind of uh, yeah. spirit that they bring on to the table uh, ultimately yeah. in startups there's a buzzword called the startup fit right, mm, uh, right. which ultimately probably uh, is the summary of the kind of energy the kind of Uh, it's, it's very important also right because see startup doesn't always go like this hockey stick curve right which everyone forecasts so we have been through quite, quite a lot of ups and downs and we have seen that without these people we would not have been able to survive that phase you need those people right at those point of time and we've been very lucky because we have been hiring from that perspective so that these people were there with us with all the grit right through everything that happened so when you are going through those phases then you realize your hiring strategy what is good what is bad so it all has come from a lot of learning but you know in intangibly what you were saying right like why are there so many people i think it's just because of the competitive exposure that is being provided in those institutes right that gives that person the confidence to have that leap of faith that's all i think the exposure is all that they carry and that that brings and exude certain confidence in them when they are starting up a new venture okay so i think the verdict is verdict is out it's all about a little bit of confidence a little bit of mix of this and that uh, that makes entrepreneurs what they are i think that's it from the uh, from the episode uh, i would like to thank ankita a lot for making it uh, to the uh, podcast and uh, i'm hoping we'll connect again and i think we can okay. reach out to ankita ankita when the let's say the audience wants to reach out to you how can they reach out to you yeah i'm very active on linkedin the full name is ankita ase so you can reach me out there unfortunately not so much on twitter <laughs> but yeah always available there feel free to drop me a message cool so you heard it i think i'll uh, thank ankita thank, thanks a lot ankita for making it here and uh, we'll meet again on another episode with another brilliant entrepreneur and uh, that's it from today uh, bye guys uh, and thank you bye bye thank you thank you